But yeah, I guess what I'd like to get out of it is people just laugh. You know, whether you are five, six, seven years old and you read the book and you're laughing or, you know, if your parents are reading and they're laughing, I, I really think a book like this is going to have quite a few more adults laughing at it than even just the kids, you know, because <laughs> it's, it's wacky in that way. You're listening to Stephen Fulker, a children's book author from Davenport, Iowa, discussing his latest project, Lewis Michaels, A Stinky Rat. He's our guest today on the podcast. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Randy. And how's the weather today out in Iowa? Well, it is in the 30s. It is raining and it's icy and there's potholes probably about five feet deep in the road. So not, not that great out. Sounds like typical winter in the Midwest. You got that right. So, Stephen, before we get started, I just want to say thanks for being on the show today. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I thought it was a really uh, great show, and I'm really looking forward to uh, being part of it. So, Stephen, how did you come up with the idea for Lewis Michaels, A Stinky Rat? Well, ironically, there's not, I guess, some big special story behind it. My, uh, I have a six-year-old, and he writes little books in his room uh, probably every day. And he's always wanting me to kind of make up goofy stories, which I usually do, being a quirky dad. And, and uh, well, anyways, he has this little method when he puts a book together where, where he'll take, like, uh, uh, paper, and he'll, like, staple it together and put stickers on there and write his little story, and he wanted me to do the same thing. So just making something random up, I just made up a story called A Stinky Rat, and I named him Lewis Michael, and it was this whole elaborate story about how he ate wood chips and smelled bad and passed a lot of gas. And uh, <laughs> and anyways, I thought, oh, okay, that's that's funny. You know, I'm 35 years old, and I laugh at it. So could I make something longer out of this, which was – which would still be clean for a kid, but still kind of ring a tune as far as what the book is about. So sat down at the computer and uh, cranked it out one morning and thought, hey, this isn't too bad. And, uh, and there you go. So we now have Lewis Michaels, a stinky rat. Now I'm working on a chapter book that's probably geared toward kids a little bit older, but still uh, in that, I guess, six to eight year old range. And how did you come up with the name Lewis Michaels? I just made it up on a whim. I don't know. It just, I thought what rat would be named Lewis Michaels? <laughs> <laughs> just popped into your head? Yeah, I think that's about where everything comes from. I mean, there's really no thought behind it. It just kind of popped in my head. And, and uh, I just thought it was a, a really ridiculous name and thought I'd roll with it. Sounds good. So growing up, were you always into creative writing or did it develop later on? Um, I was um, in grade school. I used to love to make like little homemade books and stuff and pass them around the class and kids would read them and write a comment at the end of each book. And when I was in, I think it was like fourth grade, I uh, there was this contest called Young Authors. I don't know if they they still do that or not, but but anyways, I entered that and I won first place with that. And I can't remember the whole 
scheme of it. It was a long time ago, but I remember we like traveled somewhere, met some authors, you know, they like talked about if you want to write books when you get older and all that kind of stuff. And, and that was it. So yeah, I guess it was always there. It just kind of blossomed in, in different ways. And growing up, did you have any authors that you admired or stories that you admired? Well, as a kid, I mean, I, I had like TV shows I really liked. I mean, I really used to like watching like Mr. Bean, um, but who doesn't like Mr. Bean? <laughs> um, but uh, really anything that was kind of quirky and goofy and over the top, I really enjoyed as a kid. I mean, I really liked like Harry and the Hendersons, you know, just the part when the Bigfoot like launches his head in front of the windshield. I mean, I used to love watching that part. Um, but it's kind of weird, like in life, how little nuggets of information kind of become embedded in your brain and then you can spin it into something else. And that becomes a story or a, a book or a script or a comic book or whatever. You know, like you might be walking outside and see a homeless guy picking through a trash can. And the next thing you know, it, you're writing a book about a homeless guy trying to make his life better. You know, so so I guess I kind of look at that to some degree with with anything with writing, you know. Absolutely. So you talked about kind of sitting down at the computer and uh, just writing Lewis Michaels, a stinky rat. Do you have a writing routine or do you just kind of go with it when the, when the idea pops into your head? I just kind of go with it. Um, I know everybody probably has a different, um, you know, workflow and, and, you know, as far as how they, they put things together, but I try not to follow any type of workflow. I think the best way to write is just to do that is just write. I think if you go, go about it in that manner, you'll, it's a lot easier to knock things out quickly and efficiently, you know, cause you can always go back and polish it. You know, it's just a matter of getting out the first draft. Same thing with the second draft or the third draft or however many it takes you to get to the finish line. Yep. It's all about getting that first draft done. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So what inspires you to continue writing? Uh, I, I think it's uh my brain cannot stop moving. I mean, nonstop, I'm always thinking about an idea, you know, and, and, uh, I have notebooks all over my house on my dresser and my office and my workplace and my car, because constantly I'm thinking of weird ideas or maybe ideas that aren't so quirky, you know, for stories. And it's like, I have to, I have to write something down. So I think it's, I think there's always something kind of in the works. Um, the children's books are, are kind of a new uh, medium for me. I mean, I've been primarily focusing on uh, writing screenplays. That's been kind of a big thing for me. So to some degree, writing a kid's book is, is a cakewalk, you know, because instead of trying to write, you know, 80 pages or 100 pages of something, it's, you know, you're writing three pages, which is divided up over 35, 40 pages in a picture book. So it's, I've enjoyed it. It's been relatively straightforward and not too much behind it. And you mentioned your screenplays. Um, tell me a little bit more about your experiences with uh, independent filmmaking. Well, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's, it's, it's a lot of work. I think it just depends on what you're trying to uh, get out of something, you know, and, you know, if your goal is to get recognition in a film festival or, you know, try to make a profit on something or just, you know, make something to show to friends and family. I mean, it just depends on your, your goals. 
And how did you become interested in independent filmmaking? Well, with uh, independent filmmaking, it's uh, something I've always kind of wanted to do since I was a little kid. And when I was younger, I used to do these goofy little homemade movies with my dad's VHS camera and put them on the public access channel. And me and my brother and a couple of friends would do that for a while. And then, of course, that kind of faded. And eventually, making homemade movies just kind of hit a brick wall and stopped happening for a while. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, me and a friend of mine from uh, grade school, we reconnected and we made a uh, short film together called The Mustache Movie. And it was just kind of a quirky, over-the-top film about a guy that has secret mustache powers. It was a very low-budget effort, but it managed to get into a handful of festivals and kind of reignited a inner flame and desire to keep making stuff. Um, so from there, I kind of went on and written and directed. It's been like four or five more feature-length films. Yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's each project that we do, it's all about just, you know, making something, trying to make it better for what we have to work with and get it a little bit further than the last one. So we've been doing a lot of uh, goofy, quirky type uh, projects. And now we're leaning toward doing uh, stuff that's a little bit more uh, on the uh, serious side. But I guess where that ties in with writing for even kids' books uh, is anytime you write a story, no matter what kind of story it is, whether it's a 10,000-page novel or a you know, a five page short story or a poem or, a, you know, anything. I mean, all writing is basically a three act structure, beginning, a middle and an end. And it's just, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just whatever sounds right when you do it. Yeah. And that's what I love about kids books, because with kids books, you can either make something that's like delivering a message, right? So if your book is about not being mean to other people, you know, don't bully people, you know, there's a message in there. Whereas something like Dr. Seuss was more about just writing these silly little rhymes that didn't necessarily make a ton of sense, but were entertaining. So it's just a matter of which angle you go. And I think with Lewis Michaels' A Stinky Rat, there's probably not a whole lot of merit behind the story other than entertainment, you know? And I think if a kid thinks it's funny, then it's a hit. Absolutely. Some parents may not like it, but I think with kid books, who cares? You know, at the end of the day, you're out to entertain a child. There's always going to be some adult that doesn't like whatever book for whatever reason, you know, or somebody, you know, picks it apart. I don't like that illustration. Well, don't read it. Yep, they have that choice. You're darn right. So you mentioned the independent film festivals. Did you ever get a chance to go out to one and showcase your work? Yeah, we, uh, we've, we've had some decent success there. The first couple of films I did, I didn't really pursue the festival route because I made a film, then somebody acquired it, and then I made another film, and then that was acquired. And I was trying to go about it in that direction. And then when I got to my third project, I had already had a company distributing it, but I thought, what the heck, I'm going to enter some festivals. And entered a handful of festivals in the... Uh, Iowa region, and we picked up a bunch of awards and met some new people. But uh, one of the festivals I, festivals I met, I met someone who uh, supported the next film that I did. Yeah, we we've done festivals, and they're they're quite a bit of fun. 
you know, there's good and bad, bad behind it. I mean, the good is it's nice to have a to see a live audience watch a movie versus somebody getting it through streaming on their phone where you can't really see what they're thinking. Um, and it's also cool, you know, if you do win an award to kind of see that people appreciate it for whatever reason. And then, of course, the bad is you're playing the lottery, you know, because film festivals cost money. And a lot of the, uh, the bigger ones, the, the really famous ones, are virtually impossible to get into because a lot of those festivals are banking on selling tickets to get people to go to them. And the way to do that is to show movies with big name celebrities that cost a lot of money. So it's to some degree not as independent as one may think anymore. With your screenplays and your children's book that you're writing, did you ever have any mentors that helped you along your writing journey? Occasionally uh, with, with my screenplays, I, I've got a, a friend of mine that has uh, been helping out since day one on a lot of my film projects uh, that I will call up and say, hey, this is an idea I'm working on and I'll bounce it off him and just to kind of gain a little bit of feedback. But, um, and that's been tremendous. That's been a lot of help. Um, but what I found is, and I think this would be good for anybody, for anything they're writing, is once you have an idea, and once again, don't overthink it, just write it down, whether it's on a paper towel or on your laptop, whatever, write it down. And sit down with five or six people and kind of mix it up. Maybe they're not people that you directly hang out with every day. You know, maybe it's somebody from your workplace or your church or, you know, whatever. That way the opinions are going to be real. And just kind of read it in front of them and get their opinion. I feel like people get a little bit further. Whereas I think the worst thing you can do is have people that are in the same business as you are give you feedback. Because then you are going to get a biased opinion. So let's talk about Lewis Michaels, A Stinky Rat. Tell me about the premise of the book and what it's all about. Uh, Lewis Michaels, A Stinky Rat is basically about a stinky rat named Lewis Michaels that lives in a hole behind a wall. Well, let's just say he breaks wind quite a bit. And uh, (laughs) it keeps his friends away, even though that he's got like the longest tail in the basement. So he uses that to help his friends climb up cabinets and go exploring and all that stuff. And eventually he gets caught by the homeowner in the house who tries to smash him and his friends who he kind of pushed away from his flatulence, they have to basically help him back out again. And the writing style of it is lots of rhymes and like little, almost like riddles with words. It's very quirky and over the top the way it's written. So how did you get hooked up with the illustrator for your book? So basically with the illustrator, um, you know, I have kind of a different network of individuals I work with for like when I do like, uh, like poster design work and occasional graphic design work. So just kind of reached out through my network and email after email, name after name, just kind of stumbled across like a top five and kind of went from there just kind of with my inner network. I know that a lot of folks are probably looking on Facebook or whatnot. That's probably a good route to look too. But, you know, I think you just, I think the key thing is to have a network with somebody. And then also for me, it was giving somebody who didn't normally necessarily do this kind of work, the opportunity to try something new. Kind of like you paint houses and it's kind of like, Hey, would you be willing to 
paint a car. That's a good way to look at it. So how would you describe your typical reader out there? What age group and what are they into? It's all about identifying the audience, which is something I'm still kind of working on right now for this project. But I mean, I would assume, you know, for, for a book like this, it would be probably geared toward kids that are, you know, maybe in the six to eight year old age for age. So kids at six to eight. What would you like readers to take away from your book? I would say I just want people to be entertained. That's it. Is is just be entertained because I I think people are so serious anymore today that that people have almost forgotten to laugh at things. And uh, I think with with a book about a rat that that smells bad and almost pushes his friends away, but then he has to make up with them and they come back around to help save him. I, I guess there is a message there, which is you have to accept your friend even though he stinks right? Because he's still your friend. Um, and he's not trying to do it to be mean. He just smells bad. But yeah, I guess what I'd like to get out of it is people just laugh. You know, whether you are five, six, seven years old and you read the book and you're laughing or, you know, if your parents are reading and they're laughing, I I really think a book like this is going to have quite a few more adults laughing at it than even just the kids, you know, (laughs) because it's, it's wacky in that way. So what advice would you give to the younger version of yourself who's just starting out as a screenwriter or a children's book writer? Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Just write write what you like and that's it. And you mentioned um, other books. Do you have any other projects that you're currently working on? Well, for kids' books, I'm working on another I guess, book with rhymes and stuff. And for the Lewis Michaels series, I'm working on another one that's a uh, chapter book that's going to be a little bit less on the on the rhyming spectrum and a little bit more on just the telling a coherent story. But yeah, I guess before I put those out there, go too far with those, I'd like to at least get this one put out there and see how much traction we can get. And when your book is available, where can readers buy your book? So right now we're looking at doing a release on Amazon. That's probably where it will end up going. Yeah, I would say right there. I mean, we may end up having other outlets, but for right now, that's what we're looking at. Okay, so that's all the time we have for today. Stephen, thanks so much for being a guest on the show. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for stopping by today. Thank you. And thank you, listener. You make this all possible. If you like this podcast, feel free to support us on Patreon and consider subscribing. The link to Patreon is in the description. Also, be sure to subscribe to the email newsletter to receive email notifications when new episodes are available. And as always, thanks so much for listening, stay inquisitive, support the arts, and keep creating. Bye for now.